Hi, my name is Alex. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I'm really grateful to be asked to lead this meeting. I, um, I've been coming to OA. I'm still a baby in OA in that I've only been coming to meetings for about three and a half years. But uh, during all that time, this meeting has been very important to me. And so uh, it, um, it's, a, it's a no shit honor for me to be here and, uh, and be able to lead it. And it makes it all the more uh, mortifying to me that I feel so woefully inadequate to do it uh, this morning. Um, I'm, I'm struggling. I would like nothing more than to be able to uh, be a bright beacon this morning and share with a lot of um, uh, energy and force the, 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 the message that has meant so much to me. Um, I hope that uh, what I share will be of, of use to someone. Um, but lately I've been going through a very rough time and um, for me. Um, my abstinence is still intact, but it's kind of the point of what I want to talk about is that my food's okay, but my food, the way that I have uh, eaten my whole life, that I've uh, been able to do differently since coming to OA, th- that's not my problem. If sugar and flour were my problem, then abstinence from sugar and flour would be the solution. But it's not the solution. Um, I have a spiritual hole inside of me. And uh, that hole traditionally could only be filled with food and applause. It was the only things that made... and uh, it, The illusion that it was filled. Really, it's, it's bottomless. And... Uh, Recently, I saw that in very um, stark relief. Uh, uh, about a month ago, a little under a month ago, uh, a close friend of mine was killed, and I was there. And um, he was struck by a couple of cars. And um, we had to lift the car so he could be pulled out from under it. And um, in that moment, that I was uh, holding, you know, we were all sort of tipping the car up. And when he was pulled out and he's at uh, my feet and he's uh, dead, um, one of the first thoughts that came to my mind was, does everybody see what a great person I am? Does everybody see what a hero, a fucking hero I am? How helpful I am? How, How much... I'm, I'm, what a good person I am. If I, in that moment, when my friend is dead at my feet and his wife is wailing uh, right next to me, if at that moment I can think of myself, then I have a fucking spiritual problem. I, um, I'm self-centered. And that's the root of everything for me. Every time that I took food and jammed it in my face. It was an attempt to control something that was out of my control. And I learned to be self-centered because um, I guess I couldn't rely on on anything else. 
Um, the big book talks to us about um, acceptance. Dr. Paul in his chapter uh, says that acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. And right now, today, um, I, 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 right now, at this moment, I want to tell Dr. Paul to go fuck himself. I, I, I don't want to be in acceptance. I don't want to let go. I have uh, that and other things going on where I just want to grab hold and control the situation. And if I accept it, then somehow I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not controlling it. That if, I, that if I just keep pushing, if I keep muscling, if I keep you know, working hard enough, um, if I'm better, if I'm smarter, if I do more, then I can change the circumstance. You know, I can be, you know, I can f- f- fly opposite and make the world turn in another direction like Superman and, uh, and time will have gone back, you know. But that's not how it works. So what happens to me in times like this is I go into what I call uh, the bunker. I go into a bunk- the bunker of my head. Um, I get down in there and I shut the doors and the windows, I drop the portcullis, and uh, that's where I feel like I can, I can make plans, you know? I can, I can control the universe. I can wage wars against my enemies. I can uh, throw parades to my greatness. You know, I can do all of this kind of stuff in the bunker. The problem is that while I'm in the bunker, what I'm trying to do is... I, uh, I'm isolating myself, but I'm trying to insulate myself from fear. But what I'm really insulating myself from is God. What I'm really insulating myself from is you. Um, that control, that, 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 that running away, that isolating, it's just an illusion. Even though I'm in it right now, I know it's an illusion. The thing about the bunker is I don't always know I'm in there. Yeah. You know? I can be in But right now, I know I'm in there, but I don't want to come out. <laughs> um, so I know that the, the answer uh, lies in my ability to work the third step and turn my will and my life over to the care of God. For me, uh, the third step has not been a, a one-way transactional step. It's not like I, I didn't go to like a, like a government office and say, here's my will, and here's my life, and they stamp it and give me a receipt, and I'm like, done. It's not like that. I, give in, I turn over my will, and then I find a lot of reasons to take it back. And um, it's a lifelong thing that I tr- that I looked at situations and just try to uh, control it. In the big book on page sixty, I think it is, we talk about um, the actor that tries to run the whole show, that tries to control the lights and the and the and the ballet. He says in the book. Um, he says most of us live our lives by self-propulsion. And that is what I have uh, tried to do. 
Uh, one year, uh, two years ago at the birthday party, I heard somebody speaking about uh, character defects. And uh, they said something that really had a, a, an impact on me. She said, uh, I don't like to call them character defects. Uh, I prefer to think of them as survival traits. And I got to say, every one of the defects that I have, I took them on because I was trying to survive a situation. It was the best, it was my best thinking at the time. And uh, whatever it may be, which is like dishonesty or uh, um, uh, trying to please everyone or uh, whatever that may be, those are things I was just trying to survive a situation. Um, when I was a kid, um, I remember watching um, a movie with uh, uh, my family and my father. Um, it was a it, it, it was a it was a very popular movie at the time about a shark, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was very popular at the time. That's what everybody was talking about. Um, and so uh, on television, there was a lot of documentaries about uh, sharks at the time, and uh, we were sitting there watching it, watching the documentary, and uh, the voiceover says, like, you know, the the great white shark is an eating machine. And my father turns to me and says, like, hey, that's you! <laughs> um, ever since I was a kid, I was just, uh, uh, I felt scared, I felt like alone, and I would uh, medicate that feeling by um, jamming food inside of myself. I always, say, I always say that for me, my disease rep, uh, uh, um, Manifests itself in that I was I'm trying to um, pack myself up like I'm a, like I'm a FedEx box and I'm just trying to pack all of the all of the, the stuff in there to protect the little the little Faberge egg inside of the box you know and um, it's 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 traditionally how I have dealt with. Um, all the anxieties and fears that I feel like I carry around all the time. Um, when I came to this program, and I was shown very, I mean, I came to the program when I was 49, so I spent a lot of time doing this. When I finally came to realize exactly what I was doing, how it was connected to the food, and began to uh, change that, I realized that um, all that was left was the feelings now. Like, I could numb myself up to a certain extent with the food. Um, or at least I felt like I was numbed out. And the action was helping me do that, and I could just not look at things. But when, once you take the food away, now I've got nothing but the feelings. And this program has been um, really life-changing when it comes to Understanding that that's my real problem, and working the steps, and uh, going to meetings, and working these tools has been the only thing in my life that has really made a difference. And and despite that, despite knowing that uh, if I do outreach, it's going to help me. Despite knowing that calling my sponsor every day and giving uh, an inventory is going to change that. 
despite knowing that the, the, the answers are in the book, I still struggle to want to turn to that. Because if I turn, if I turn everything over to a power greater than myself, then that means I'm not so important. <laughs> that means that um, the things that I want, I can't keep pursuing. The things that, I, that are not meant for me, that I can't accept are not meant for me, um, I have to let go of. My sponsor tells me that... Um, God only answers prayers in one of three ways. Yes, yes, but not now. Or no, I have something better for you. That to me is, is, a, is a real design for living. That's a beautiful way to be. And I want that. Today, however, I, I'm really having a hard time Letting go. Accepting. So for anybody here or anybody listening, um, when I'm in this bunker, the only thing that pulls me out of it is to think about somebody else. And that usually means outreach. In this case, it means uh, leading this meeting. I was terrified to lead this, lead this meeting today because um, my fear that I won't be of service, that I won't be able to say something that will help somebody. Um, but the only thing I can share with you is my experience, strength, and hope. And... Um, Right now, this is my experience. I want to talk a little bit about um, the steps because um, even though I'm kind of all over the place, I really do believe that giving ourselves over to this program is the... I don't have anything else to offer you except my honesty, you know? I, I, I don't have anything else to tell you. I make my living doing this. I make my living talking in public. I make my living uh, being a, a, a forceful leader and, and telling stories. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm a real... I, I'm a... I'm a uh, I'm a bullshitter from way back, you know. I really know how to bullshit. I really know how to manage, and I'm trying not to do that now. I'm just trying to uh, open my mouth and let uh, God direct what comes out of it. Um, <clears throat> but that a few weeks ago, not a few weeks ago, a few months ago, um, before all this happened. Basically, I started out talking about my friend who died, and um, 
I've had a really hard time with that. Um, and it's kind of shook my, shook myself, shook my core up to the point where I can't really, I haven't been able to trust my own thoughts. I haven't been trust my own feelings. They're all kind of, I don't know if I'm, I'm I fall real into uh, self-seeking, you know. Uh, the prayer I had, one of the prayers in the morning is, uh, God, uh, um, please uh, direct my thinking, especially from, uh, self, what is it, self-pitying, dishonest, or self Self-seeking, like that's all three has been me, you know, dishonest, self-pitying, self-seeking. <clears throat> but here's the thing: for me, this this recovery, it's not a straight line, you know. I wake up, I go into my life. Some days I am just, uh, uh, I'm really. In the, in the sunshine of the Spirit, and I'm feeling that I can be a, a, of use to people. Uh, and then other days, I'm in the bunker, and I don't see any sunshine, and I don't see any hope in the horizon. Like today, I don't really see um, what the, what the future is going to look like. I don't see hope out there, and it, it's got me scared, and it's got me wanting to stay in my bunker. But... <clears throat> When I take a, a, a contrary action, contrary action meaning the thing contrary to what I want to do, when I take the action of, of reaching out to someone to see how they are, when I take the contrary action of, of taking uh, sponsee calls uh, or um, tools like that, um, I get sucked out of the bunker whether I like it or not. Like right now, as I'm talking to you, I feel myself getting, it's like a spiritual shop vac, and it just sucks me out of the bunker, whether I like it or not. The steps kind of work if you work them. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, so a few months ago, uh, I, I, was, I'd been, I was thinking about the steps, and of course, since I've been in program, um, I've heard a lot about working the steps. And people say, work, you got to work the steps, you got to work the steps. If you want to feel better, go to a meeting. If you want to get better, work the steps. Um, and so it put, puts in my mind this idea that working the steps is like a really labor-intensive, like I need a protractor and I need a, <laughs> you know, I need a, a whiteboard, you know. But... If right now, in this moment, I admit that I am powerless over food and that my life has become unmanageable, then I'm working step one. That's what working step one looks like. If I come to realize that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, doesn't mean I do anything, just like I come to realize that this could happen, that I could be willing for that, willing for that to happen, then I'm working the second step. If I take, if I take, make a decision in this moment, right now, standing in front of you, make a decision to turn my will, my will that I want to just isolate and shut myself down and pursue things that I shouldn't be pursuing and uh, hold on to resentment and, and fear. If I choose in this moment to turn that over to a power greater than myself, then I'm working the third step. Maybe it's perfect, maybe it's not, but I'm working that.
if I acknowledge my, my character defects and I become willing to uh, release those, then I'm in step six and seven. You know? If, and if, if, if at the end of the day, a difficult day, and I'll wrap up to say it, that if at the end of the day I send an inventory to my, to my sponsor about my day and everything that's going on, then I'm working step 10. If I, if I get up in the morning and I pray and I meditate, then I'm working step 11. If I come here right now and I share my experience and I try to make myself useful to people, then I'm working the 12th step. Um, I hope that something I've said has been helpful, but uh, I want to thank you for listening and uh, rock on. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leaders are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. I will restate the question after it is asked. If I, am not, if I don't remember to do that, please remind me. Uh, questions end at 9.50. I'll get a five-minute warning. Anybody have any questions? Thank you. The question was, can I talk about uh, daily practices that I have? Um, The daily practice of uh, prayer and meditation, when I do it, is uh, the most powerful tool. I read from the uh, For Today. I uh, do series of prayers, which are... um, um, Usually, uh, the serenity and, and third step. Um, I try to remember to uh, say the first three steps out loud. Um, I often uh, do uh, the eleven step prayer. It's known as the Saint Francis prayer as well. Um, <clears throat> and then I try to do a version of what's in the big book when it talks about on awakening and and asking God to direct my thinking. And um, um, I also attempt uh, when I when I have um, <clears throat> resentments that are particularly bothering me, uh, I make try to make sure to pray that um, everything that I want for myself be given to the person that I'm that I feel resentment for, towards. Um, but the fact is, I, 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 I at least these days I struggle with that. And it's one of those things. It's one of those things that if you do it, it's, it's better. I forget who said it, but they said that the definition of an addict is a person who finds something that really helps you feel better and then stops doing it. So, there you go. Prayer and meditation is a, is a practice, a daily practice that I uh, endeavor to do, and I do some version of it every day. Thanks, Alex. Um, Prior to program, did you have a relationship with some kind of higher power? And if, if not, or even if you did, how did that change Thank you. Thank you. The question is, prior to program, did I have a relationship with a higher power and uh, did that change as a result of program? I did not. Uh, my, <clears throat> my whole adult life, I have been a, a committed atheist. Someone who, 
I had a friend of mine who um, was a really important person in my life when we were in high school. He was kind of a mentor to me. And he was an atheist, and he sort of like uh, 12-stepped me into atheism. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 wanted to believe, I wanted to believe, I wanted to believe, for instance, that I'd, <clears throat> you know, that I'd see my sister again, who passed away when I was younger, and uh, I wanted to believe that, you know, I'd spend time with my father again, but it all seemed so connected to uh, wish fulfillment. All these things seemed to be just like, it's very convenient that, uh, that apparently uh, uh, God is there to, you know, fulfill my wishes, my personal wishes. Um, and so I rejected it all and really embraced um, uh, uh, being an atheist. But <clears throat> I think that uh, when I came to the program, that was the, that was the thing that gave me the most... I really put my foot on the brakes when we got to having to talk about God. And I'd be in meetings and people would talk about, talk about it, and then I would start to come, become willing. And I would feel all this resistance... And I'd feel this uh, uh, embarrassment. And, and, and then I realized one day that um, what was happening is that I was hearing my friend's voice in my head. Whenever we talked about God, I was hearing him sort of like um, judging me. or I was making, I was making my, my atheist friend my higher power. You know? And so I called my friend. And I said, I'm in this program and... Uh, it was really hard for me because, you know, he really is like a, a, a person that I hold up as a high standard. And I admitted to him that I, that I was having this problem. And I was afraid that he was just going to say all the things, that make all the jokes that I've heard him for, you know, 20, 30 years make about God and, and, and things. And, and uh, instead he said, you know, my friend, I love you. And... Um, he embraced me, you know, and I, I got to let that go. And that was, I think, the biggest hurdle for me from coming from, uh, from where I had been my whole life to being the way I need to be when I'm working this program. So now I kind of think of myself as an atheist who acts like he's not. You know, I do the things. And as I, stay, as I, go, in the, as I stay in the, go in the program, I feel like I let go more and more of this idea uh, I mean, I still reject the, the concept of some kind of, you know, anthropomorphic god, a, uh, a higher power that's like a, a magic grandpa in the sky, you know. Uh, it's more for me the, the idea that there is, a, there is a creative force, you know, in the universe, and I choose to see it as uh, a river. And it's a river, I'm not in the banks of the river looking at it, I'm in the river. And I feel like we all are for me and the river is flowing and it doesn't stop it, it, it doesn't it doesn't have an opinion about me it doesn't care if I'm uh, uh, it, it doesn't have a plan for me you know it just it, it is and when I choose to um, go with the flow and let the river take me my life gets a lot easier and when I try to swim against the stream my life gets a lot harder and so when I was so um, um, proudly and confidently uh, being an atheist, uh, in a lot of ways I was swimming against that stream. And uh, when I have experienced myself letting, letting go and letting the river take me, 
it takes me where I need to go. Maybe it'll take me where I want to go, but it takes me where I need to go. Um, whenever I've done that, whenever I've done it, I've let, I've let go, I've turned things over, um, my life gets better in every measurable way. And so, obviously, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> obviously, that's how I would handle that. Right? <laughs> yes? Hey, Alex. Thanks for your show. It was wonderful. Um, how do you balance working the steps and all the things the big book teaches us to do that are, you know, that are ideals versus realizing we're human and we never hit all those ideals and not get into, you know, self-incrimination it's difficult uh, the question was how do I balance uh, working the steps and knowing and, and all the, the values and ideals and uh, falling short because I'm a human yeah um, that's a real struggle because I, I, I suffer from uh, perfectionism and um, and so what I want I want to do um, everything perfectly I it really, you know, it's really a debilitating problem for me because I, I, I can't even, I get to places where I can't even make phone calls or write emails because I feel like if I can't execute that email perfectly, I don't even want to do it. I can't start. I start not, you know, um, what is it that, Win- I think Winston Churchill said that uh, uh, perfectionism is spelled P-A-R-A-L-Y-S-I-S. Paralysis, and so that's totally what's. But the program, like literally, it says in how it works. Uh, none of us have uh, done anything like perfect adherence to these steps. We're not saints, and I try to remember that. I try to remember that um, I do this program. I, I, I do this program one day at a time, and. Um, I have to. I, I, I kind of have to accept the idea that I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be perfect. I, I kind of have to accept that. I shared about that once, and somebody gave me, passed me a note, and the note just said uh, uh, four things on it. It said, uh, "I am enough. I have enough. I do enough." And then below it, it said, "Done is perfect." <laughs> and it was sort of like it really. I keep I keep it in my big book because it uh, it's true. something to be um, successful every year. So when I think about this progress, not perfection model, um, to me the big thing is about gentleness. And and I think one of the things I would ask you about is I, I heard um, you share about these feelings and 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 resentments and angers and things that are real, right? Um, how do you bring gentleness into your mind and understand if that voice is not you? Who is that voice? Yeah. Uh, the question was that um, how how do I work to try to be gentle with myself as I'm trying to uh, progress? Okay. It's funny that um, I would never I would never dream of talking to another person 
the way I talk to myself sometimes. The things that I say to myself sometimes, I would never dream to say that to another human being, you know? So it's, it's, really, it's really hard and important to do. I, 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 I understand the question entirely. I wish I, I, I could tell you exactly what I do, but um, because, because the thing is that when I am being, when I, when I do recognize that I need to, be, to give myself a break and be gentle, uh, I have a voice that comes in that says, you know, that's, um, get off your ass. You got to work. You know, you got to, you got to be tougher than that. You got to, you know, uh, I come from a, a culture where a man is not supposed to uh, complain. You know, I'm not supposed to, I'm certainly not supposed to be worried about my waist size. That's not what a man is supposed to do, you know. Um, and so it, there's a lot of self-punishing of, of, of that. But... The, the, I think the, the, to answer your question, the, the concept that has helped me the most is the idea that I don't, whatever I'm struggling with, whatever I have to do I, to, to, to deal with that struggle, I don't have to do it for the rest of my life. I just have to do it today. So if I really feel like I need to uh, beat myself up, you know, I, I can say, all right, you, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow I'll schedule, I'll schedule time to beat myself up, but today I'm going to just be present, you know? Because the, the awful thing is that the beating myself up is, is, a, is an inability to accept a situation. And I think that I can change it. And when I just want to give myself a break, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm again say, get back in there. Here's the sword. Go, go conquer the enemies, you know. <clears throat> I don't know if I've answered your question. I, I, I'd be... Uh, um, I think for for me and probably for a lot of people is like part of the whole problem is this is this uh, being really rough on ourselves. Uh, you know, I'm really rough on myself, and so um, when I don't do that, when I'm gentle with myself, when I accept uh, things the way they are, um, life is just when I'm when I'm not an acceptance, I'm not accomplishing anything. I'm not I'm not changing anything. I'm not. Uh, you know, worrying is not a tool of the program, you know? Um, it's, it's, yeah, okay. Stop talking now. Thanks so much, Rudy. Sorry for your loss. I want to know how are you using program to deal with the recent trauma? And if you feel like you don't want to reach out because people won't get it. Because most people haven't had that experience, right? Yeah. Thank you for your question. Um, the question is, uh, uh, how am I using the program to deal with this recent trauma? Um, well, it's been really helpful to be in meetings where I can share uh, what the experience has been. Um, particularly the portion of the experience where I feel so much shame and guilt, which is the you know, that I was thinking about myself so much. Um, I, I, I just, you know, I've been helping uh, his wife uh, with uh, his memorial. And uh, yesterday, the day before, she called and asked me to speak at the memorial. And I, that, that, then I, I really went into a tailspin because I just feel like, um, I feel so guilty and shamed, you know, ashamed of, 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 of um, what my what my thoughts were, you know, 
And the way I've been using program is literally coming into a meeting and being able to admit what I just... I, can't, I feel like I can't talk about this with uh, regular civilians, you know? I can't, uh, I can't share that, that thing because, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe people would understand, but I know, I know people in this room understand. I know you do. And um, the hardest, they say that the hardest thing to do, is that five minutes? They say the hardest thing to do in this program is walking in the door the first time. And I think that uh, for me, it was like, it, it was hard to walk in because I had all these things I'm ashamed of. And uh, the idea of like opening that up and showing it to people um, just filled me with so much anxiety and fear. But when I started to do it and people's heads start doing this, you know, and um, to answer your question, I can come here and I can um, talk about it, and um, you love me anyway. Now, besides that, uh, I, uh, I also have uh, outside help that I'm trying to turn to, and uh, that I'm turning to. Um, but, but honestly, program has been the place where I felt like I could talk about it. Hi, Alex, thanks for your share. Um, how have you... Uh, how do you deal with uh, taking your ego out of the question when things when come up and you're just like and you're just like okay I'm doing this service or I'm doing something else and you're like this is me look at me or versus I'm actually being of service giving of myself I'm the best person to answer that question <laughs> uh, the question is how do I uh, uh, put my ego aside when I have to do service on yes. that? um I don't know, man. I, sometimes, you know, it, it, it sometimes it doesn't even matter why you're doing something like this, you know? Like, if, I, if my ego gets caught up in almost everything, I, I feel like I need to be really good at whatever it is I'm doing, you know? Um, and, uh, and it drives me sometimes to, to um, pursue things um, just so that I can show that I can show how great I am, you know. Um, but something like with program, whether it's um, whether it's sharing, I could come in here with the intention of just sort of aggrandizing myself. But as soon as I open my mouth, uh, the act of trying to share my experience, strength, and hope uh, begins to do something else. Suddenly, um, um, I don't know what I said today. I don't know what. I didn't have a plan, as, as may have been very evident. Uh, that's not me. You know, that's God speaking through me. And um, I, I really struggle with, the, with, with ego because uh, I've been so afraid for so long. For so long I've been so anxious and afraid. And the thing that I tried to do to, to manage it is to just have this massively strong ego, this, this, you know, this attitude of, you know, I got my legs crossed and my, my arms are back like this and I'm chill, and, you know. Um, I'm, a big, I'm a big man, so people don't uh, assume that I have uh, fears and anxieties and worries. I speak confidently, so people think that I'm, I'm, I'm all good, you know. 
Um, but I'm not. I'm a. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm just a. I'm just a precious child of God, and uh, even if I try to hold on to that, to, to that ego, when I try to hold on to the ego, I'm, ne- I, I, I'm again, I'm just closing myself off from God, from you, from from uh, from love. Um, what is it they say? You know, ego means you know edging God out. So. Um, Everything, every, every question that I was asked is like, how do you do that? I'm like, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, but I kind of feel like that's what, that's what we're saying here is that none of this is perfect. Um, I am trying one day at a time to be in the present and, uh, and be in acceptance. I know for a fact in my life, from, by fact meaning I've seen it happen over and over again in my life, is that acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. Uh, um, I may not be able to, I may not like that. Today, I don't like that. I do not like that I have to be in acceptance. But the serenity prayer lays it right out. If, if, if you can change it, you should pray for the courage to try to change it. But if you can't change it, you have to accept it. There's not really anything else to do, you know? So, uh, if I stay in this place where I don't want to accept it, I'm, I'm just not moving. I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the bunker, you know? So, um, acceptance is the answer. Thank you. Yeah.